0: Hey guys, this is Matt from to Pile Up and you're listening to the Blues Hockey Podcast. <laughs> along with Chris. Yo. And
1: Ashley will be with us uh, as the season gets progressing. So uh to do car troubles today. So anyway, but uh oh, it's been a while.
0: It has been. In the entire so, off season. Yeah,
1: because we technically recorded I forgot to plug in something. The microphones? Yeah. So it, was, it did the microphone off the computer, so it sounded like we were about 50, 50 feet away. away. All right. So Mind you, it was actually really good too. I was really disappointed our uh kind of our Rapo Free Agency podcast that we had. Um, so, last one we had technically was the expansion draft extravaganza. That was a issue. And that wasn't a show, which is funny because we've had uh, uh, some things going on with the podcast, which I will get into. Uh, hopefully, when the season starts, I'll explain. Uh, and that was kind of like the one people checked out. And I was like, oh, great. Oh, yeah. Neat. Yeah. So, but everybody was still uh, surprisingly impressed. So, anyway. Uh, so how was your summer, I guess?
0: Oh, uh, it was fine. It's been busy with work, um, but, you know, trying to keep tabs on what's been happening, not just with the Blues, but around the league. Um, I'm kind of bummed that we will not have NHL players in the Olympics this winter.
1: Yeah, it's officially uh, happened. A lot of players are come out, like a, Although and Tarasenko both said they're disappointed.
0: Well, did you see that apparently... I don't know if it's the GM or the president of the Capitals said that if his players want to go, they can go.
1: Yeah. So it's one of those things that the, but the NHL cannot let them play, though. They can suspend them. Yeah. You know, like Technically, the owner could be on board with the NHL and say, no, I don't want them to go. He says go. They'll go. Technically, the NHL can suspend them. Then the PA will probably come in and. Right, fight back and forth, but uh,
0: I get both sides of the equation. I get from an NHL standpoint that you don't want to pause your season for two weeks in the middle of the season. You don't want to run the risk of you know one, to your one best of your players, marquee players yeah. getting
1: hurt, which has happened. It, it has happened. Well, which, uh, the one in Canada last time, right? Vancouver. It's Vancouver went. Well, who was it? it? Was Tavares got hurt? Mm-hmm. It was Tavares who got hurt and kind of derailed when they were kind of at their not peak, but when they were kind of considered like a team that was on the rise and unfortunately uh, that happened so but
0: you know at the same time you have a sport in the nhl which is still in in many markets of the united states especially markets that don't have a team a niche sport and what better platform to showcase your talent than the olympics yeah so you know i i see both sides personally I, i wish we did have the nhl players i think that it's yeah. remarkable talent it makes for phenomenal hockey and not that there still won't be good hockey
1: yeah um it won't be the caliber we're used yeah, to it
0: just won't be you know it, it, i miss watching the winter classic on january 1 and seeing the unveiling of team usa and it being all nhl players yeah
1: so it's kind of a another thing that was kind of cool to uh the terry Single talked about like the way he kind of Grew to love hockey more was watching the Santa Cup Finals and the Olympics and learning yeah. about players that way because that's the you know they do really exactly have a, what I'm saying like, you know so that's what you are missing that, out on
0: I agree I agree I think that you know look St Louis has, has blossomed into a phenomenal hockey town it really has mm-hmm. and you know you can count cities like New York Chicago L A obviously all the Canadian markets Detroit Pittsburgh you know D C markets that have truly embraced the NHL. But there's still a lot of room for this sport to grow.
1: Yeah, and there's some markets and, obviously have not completely embraced it. <laughs> agreed. Arizona. And I,
0: you know, you look at the Olympics, and you know, there's a lot of people, myself included, who watch sports during the Olympics that I won't watch ever again.
1: Yeah, who would I like, see one of like the curling, curling, I was ready to say, like, wow. I'd never watch that. Like, I love
0: it. I'll watch it every time it's on. It's funny, but there's a lot of people who approach ice hockey that way. And, you know... You could draw more fans, and it's like, I agree. hey, you know, but... Dude, look, all you have to do is talk about Sochi Russia and T.J. Oshie.
1: Yep. He, because he was a, I would say, to a casual fan, not really, but to a hardcore NHL fan, like, oh, yeah, he's a guy who does who's really good at shootouts with the Blues.
0: You get out of the St. Louis market, because obviously we knew T.J. Oshie. Yeah. We were well-versed. And, and I would say most of the Central Division markets yeah. were. But you get out of the, the Central Division markets or out of the Western Conference markets... He was like, "Oh, that guy." He yeah. was a guy, yeah. And you know, in one day, he became the face of the NHL.
1: Yeah. So um, that's a little disappointing. So, uh, yeah, not much on this side of things. Like, just uh, well, like I guess I worked on stuff for the podcast. I've been kind of trying to do, and uh, didn't have to move this year, which was nice. It's nice. Yeah. So we're uh, finally I think settled in officially. Yes. So uh, that's been nice. So I didn't. That was a big thing. I needed last year. We were moving, and then the, the Blues playoff run last year it was hard to uh, get a new podcast in all time. So anyway, things are looking up. So we're gonna talk a very little Blues stuff just on this one. This is more. We're gonna go over uh, the Metro Division. Yep. Uh, the start, and then after that, we'll move over to the Atlantic, and then the Pacific, and then the Central, and then we're gonna do just a show by itself with really hardcore in depth stuff with the Blues, like every little thing that's happened from end of blues season until now so, so you
0: got five podcasts to look forward to between now and the start. yeah season.
1: so we're spreading this out like quite a bit so the quick blues news is they had the uh the annual traverse uh, michigan traverse city tournament tournament uh the blues showed very well in my opinion but unfortunately the way it's set up with the round robin we got the fifth place game yeah out of eight teams um Tage Thompson is a beast. Well, I'm not going to go oh, over every game. We'll, we'll go over every game in more in depth in our Blues preview. Uh, so we'll just have a quick talk, yeah. talking point here. Tage Thompson looked great. Jake Wallman looked like he belonged to NHL, mm-hmm. um, or at least deserves a shot. And uh, so far, uh, not to jump ahead on the training camp, he looked really good. Yep. And they paired him with Robert Bortuzo, which that's kind of where I thought he'd be. So it's kind of interesting that he's there. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, also, uh, Clem Costin looked really good for a couple of games. Ah, kind of, so He looked – It was a little slow starting, but he looked really good though. Yeah. He had that flash of the town where you're just like, okay, that's something why I see what the Blues, you know, saw. He's just, that's his fir- That was his first couple of games coming back from a shoulder injury, and he had yeah. three goals, and then he kind of got tired. So, plus adjusting to new ice. Sure. And teammates and yada, yada, yada. But he had a really nice setup on uh, Robert Thomas's goal uh, in the game, the fifth place game so uh goaltending wise did not look good evan fitzpatrick uh did not look good at all no uh the guy who they had come in uh i was say like dealman i think it was Dalman or something like that anyway he looked okay uh Fitzpatrick had a bounce back game in the fifth place game but yep. he didn't look good the first couple of games so uh he's early for him he's like only 1920 so i'm not too lots concerned. of time there so i'm not too worried about that so um but for once, I think the Traverse City looked showed the Blues prospects like they a lot of Blues prospects jumped out and a lot of national attention kind of came out. I want to go nice. to that tournament sometime. I would like to. Uh, but I have
0: uh, family who live in Traverse City. So oh, really? Oh, well, it makes it easy.
1: That's oh, easy. Oh. Um, uh, no, so Blues. Let's go to the Blues coverage note real quick. Um, Jeremy Rutherford has left the Post Dispatch.
0: Sort of shocking, not entirely shocking. Uh,
1: just because the you old know, print media is uh, is what it is. Mm-hmm. Like you can, it's it's changing. Let's put it that way. Yes. Um, but he's going to the new startup, which is pretty much any hockey writer who got laid off <laughs> in the last five months. Truth. I've go- gone to um, the Atlantic, which is uh, the athletic. Excuse me, Atlantic. The athletic. Um, so like, Craig Custance is like a big one on there. I know the Mike Russo, he used to write right. for the Minnesota uh, paper. He Him and Rutherford left it the same day, actually, and they both went the, to the athletic. So that was kind of funny that that's what you saw. Like literally, every time I opened my timeline, some writer was like, I'm leaving to go to the athletic, and they wrote an article about it. So Rutherford had a very nice um, – in his – one of his last chat, his last chat he did kind of wrote about it, and it was very uh, touching that he just said like um, just he doesn't get enough time at home. Um, i do he has, I get he has that. two young kids and like his mom uh you know like i passed away from i think I believe cancer i think he said and uh his big family was like number one to her so that's always weighed on him and mm-hmm. this gives him an opportunity to be at home more and yada 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 so it was very uh very touching and seems that he truly does care like about the team and i think i kind of think the reins will be taken off him from because i think it's sometimes post-dispatch they kind of wanting to play out on the safe side like i always had the complaint that he was always last to kind of break something like with the national guys that break yeah. something and then he would kind of come in like five minutes later but sometimes i think that might have been a more of a post thing than him
0: um maybe I'm not i think sure. that there was a don't rock the boat too much mandate yeah you know because, what i
1: mean yeah because of well, there, there's only two teams left you know uh-huh. and there ain't much left but the blues did get a uh Filling, not filling, but the new beat writer is Jim Thomas, who used to do the Rams yep. uh, stuff. He obviously, he has nothing going on.
0: Yeah, he. Yeah. So <laughs> he's free.
1: Yeah, so uh, but he's actually a really good writer. Yeah, so, he is. but he's like he even said like I'm not a hockey guy. I want to learn. I'm going to get my best shot. So be patient. So a lot of people, I saw some complaints online about it, but I'm just like, Rutherford wasn't a hockey guy either. Hey and man, then, we all start somewhere. So and like Thomas is actually a really good writer. So, like when yeah. I remember reading stuff for when he was in the paper, so uh, looking forward to see what he could bring. And also, uh, the athletic is also a paid site. So I did see if you go to Jeremy Rutherford's Twitter, he, uh, has like a discount and it's like three fifty a month or something like that. So just for his content and there That's is good. And there's going to be an athletic St. Louis. So they are going to eventually have like a Cardinals rider, a Mizzou rider and so on and so forth. Good. So anything else uh, blues wise? So obviously training camp started. Um, I'll just, I'll just drop this on you now. Are you going doing anything tomorrow? tomorrow's the scrimmage tomorrow's the scrimmage at the um the mostly empty mills right or st louis outlet whatever you want to call so um whatever I, we're calling it this week yeah so i believe i'm uh taking the uh the child and we're gonna go up. yeah there. give I, me
0: a shout i you know. i can meet you there
1: so yeah we're gonna go early and stuff so anyway that's tomorrow that's the big one on we're recording on the 16th of uh september and uh blue stuff yada 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 that's about it so we'll, i want to save a lot of it for actual blues preview and get that a big huge blues pre- knockout preview so uh one more thing we'll mention we're not gonna get political or anything but uh prayers out for everybody during what's going on in st louis right now
0: yeah man let's uh, um yeah, hopefully things work ferguson out. ferguson and let's let's just be so we're right down safe there and level-headed
1: yeah we're right to actually the protesters are eh, about right down the street right now technically because yeah. uh, West County uh, Center is where they were supposedly at. So uh, mm-hmm. not a fun night last night from all the reports for police right. officers and other stuff. So hopefully things, uh, cooler heads prevail. And uh, something, hopefully some good news to report later on. I hope so. I, so.
0: I I fully understand the civil discourse. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I hope that we learned our lesson from a few years ago with Ferguson and learned that... Um, burning down your neighborhood is not the answer
1: yep so uh we'll just leave it at that and move on so uh, first preview dun, 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 production value there
0: yeah that's so, good that's good that's uh, new for this year yeah we changed
1: yeah, i threw a little bit of uh threw a couple dollars out of this time that's good i like that so we're gonna throw in a uh, start with the eastern conference and uh the blues don't see many of these teams You only see them like twice a year so um Go in depth as much as we can on them. So we're going to do the Metro Division first, or the Metropolitan Division to be technical.
0: Yes. So, um, or is what I like to call it the New Central.
1: Yeah. So this, yeah, they are. This is a stacked division. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm just going to. Is it
0: safe to say that
1: this is now the toughest division? I would think so because the teams that have on there have kind of improved. Yeah. uh, Or at least tried to improve. Um, So you're looking at – I'm just going to go through the teams real quick, and then we're going to talk about each one. So in order, what they finished last year in the division. Washington won the division. Uh, Pittsburgh was right behind them, and then Columbus was behind them, Mm -hmm. and the Rangers were darn close behind them. And then the Islanders, Philly, Carolina, and New Jersey. New Jersey being the bottom feeder of pretty much the league and got the number one overall pick and got Nico Hersher. So let's work our way up from bottom to top. How about that? So. Speaking of the New Jersey Devils, so they got the number one pick this year and went with uh, Nico Hersher. That was their kind of big move. And they got a couple uh decent uh, moves because of where they stood at, you know, they didn't have much money allocated to people. Right. Uh, their big move last year is they got uh, Taylor Hall because the because, uh, <sighs> Kevin Shankirk sucks. Correct. Uh, so, uh they had a little bit I'm mo- never gonna be all right with that by the oh, way. Oh I know. I'm hundred percent behind you. So they were able to uh, improve their team, I think, because they were only there's only two teams that are worse than like scoring goals last year, and that was the Avalanche Canucks. Yep. And then there are only five teams that were worse allowing goals, which were Avalanche, Stars, Coyotes, Jets, and Red Wings. So they were bottom of the league for a lot of categories. So they had only nowhere to go but up there, yeah. pretty much.
0: Yeah, I mean, they uh, I think they kind of hit rock bottom and were rewarded with a phenomenal player with a number one pick. You have him now. You have year two of, uh, of Taylor Hall. And, um, you know, do I think that this team's going to drastically improve? No, because they're in an incredibly tough division. Yeah. But I think that you start to see them right the ship.
1: Yeah. You have uh, Corey Schneider in net still, and I always like Corey Schneider. so I do too. But, you know, he's one of those guys where I thought the Blues, when they had their goaltending issues last year, if they had to look for somebody, I think uh, that was somebody to look towards. But, obviously, he wasn't going anywhere. So, the key acquisitions this year was uh, Marcus Johansson. Pretty much plucked him from Washington because they were in dire straits with their cap because mm-hmm. uh, they were trying to re-sign uh, Knetsov. Uh, so basically they plucked him he's gonna be a significant upgrade over uh some of the players they had it was only two uh extra like draft picks they needed so like they had a ton they right. had like i think like nine or something like nine or ten going into it, and they picked up a couple more so then they traded a couple and got marcus johansson for nothing uh one of the big ones i think they added was uh not much free agency wise uh brian boyle so he's good two-way, but he's a fourth-liner, and that is crazy. Yes. Um, Drew Stafford, who is more veteran leadership at this point, he mm-hmm. used to be a 20-goal scorer.
0: But you need that on a
1: young team. Yes, which is 100% uh, it's fine. They also got uh, the big college free agent this year was Will Butcher. He's like a defenseman. He was was originally drafted by the Avalanche.
0: Any relation to Garth?
1: No, not that I know of. At least not I can find. So last year they were 28, 40, and 14, obviously eighth in the Metro. So, um, like we said, I think they're on the, on the rise, but sure.
0: they got, they got a tough, tough division.
1: Yeah. So we'll uh, do our playoff picks at the end. If you're, if you're going to make the playoffs or yeah. at least order how we, we think they'll finish. Uh, but yeah, I don't think they're, uh, going to make it, but we never know. You never know. Carolina is finished next to last in the division with the 36, 31, 15 for 87 points. Um, they're a team that is, you know, tried to make improvements, and I think they did that very early on. They, they're they the team that went out and got Scott Darling before he even hit the market and signed him right and away. That's a strong move. Yeah, so uh,
0: – I'm not convinced that Darling's the guy, but you got to do something because Cam Ward is – Older than Jesus. Yeah, and he's
1: the backup, and they basically got rid of, uh, they traded uh, Eddie Lack to, I forgot. Boy,
0: talk about a guy whose career looked to be on the upswing. You know, he, he took the spot away from Luongo.
1: Yeah, because Snyder was after he to Snyder, then, mm-hmm. like, then it was just Lack, and then him and Lack, and then they made it to uh, Luongo. So it's kind of interesting. But. And this
0: is Lack's third team since being in Vancouver, I believe?
1: Yeah, he went from there to Vancouver, I believe. I believe I have to look that up, but um, yeah, he's no longer with Carolina though. So, uh, so Darling gets a chance to be a number one after, I think, being just as good as Corey Crawford. <laughs> it's one of those things where he had a no trade, and they, I bet you a hundred dollars yeah. that Stan Bowman wanted to keep Darling over Crawford. But I you don't think? think, I don't think you, I for money wise, you probably for what he had to do, you always had to constantly
0: trade get guys that. and stuff so i the, get that
1: so the other thing carolina they pulled uh the same thing kind of the devils did we have a bunch of money so we'll take on a bunch of cap hits for virtually nothing right uh but the big one they did resign which is somebody i didn't really think would happen justin williams it's who the blues a lot of blues fans including myself really wanted seven yeah f- a two years nine million dollar uh contract so, he uh, goes, back, solid third goes back to the team he first won the Stanley Cup with. He was on that team that won the Stanley Cup after the lockout. God. Yeah, that's so a long ago. They have a cup now. Tampa
0: has two. Mm. And Carolina won. has yeah. one. Yeah, I know. And the Blues have zero. I know.
1: It hurts. So, they did the same thing and kind of plucked a bunch of guys. So, the big signing was Justin Williams. They plucked Scott Darling for like a third-round pick. They got Marcus Kruger after Marcus Kruger was traded from Chicago to, to Vegas, Vegas, from Vegas to Carolina.
0: They also picked up someone else out of yeah, Vegas, getting, right? Yep, getting
1: ready to do that. Trevor Van Riemsdyk yeah, here from Chicago. Yeah, that's a big one. That was a big one, too. So I think that's something that's going to help their – Carolina's defense is stacked, man. Yeah, like, they just
0: can't put it in the net. They've got Skinner and Skinner.
1: Yeah, they got the um, – so that Ojo guy, Ajo. Yeah. He is a guy who kind of came on last year, and I bet you if he played a full season, because he only came for like 40 games, mm-hmm. he might have been contention for, I don't think he would have won the Calder, but I think he would have been talked about a lot more compared to what he was.
0: You know who didn't work out in Carolina? Mm-hmm. Ty Ratty.
1: Correct. Ty Ratty is with the Edmonton Oilers on a two-way contract. So uh, So
0: what you're saying is that he's going to be in Tulsa. <laughs>
1: So Darling got his, you know, Ball's got a big contract, four years, $16.6 million. And then Ward will probably be his backup. Um, but their defense here, like, that's my thing is like, you can, you build from the back out. And now you got Darling, who you're hoping that, and if you have that defense, that.
0: Their defense looks strong. They're yeah. Back, a like lot you of
1: young, yeah, you know, they got, like, Noah Hannafin is a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I have it right in my top of my head, and I just, Justin Falk. There we go. Justin Falk. Um, uh, but the other uh, Jacob Slavin is a guy who I really liked, and he got a big contract, seven years, $37 million.
0: The Blues lose to this team twice last year?
1: Yeah, this is one of those teams the Blues could not w- – they looked really bad against. And really bad. Yeah, and I thought – and it makes sense, man, because their defense is pretty well. Like, Justin Falk is the leader of the defense, and Noah Hanneman is right behind him, and so is Jacob Slavin. And then you add Trevor and and Reemsdyke to kind of shore up the bottom uh, yeah. portion of that defense. I think you're really good, and uh, – they brought in a bunch of playoff experience with the, all the guys uh, from the Hawks, yep. so that's good. Um, I just don't think they have enough up front yet Mm-mm. to kind of figure it out. I agree with you. Uh, so, like I said, Skinner's there, but he's injury prone. Yes. Uh, Jordan Stahl, same way, but he's oh, he's more of a two-way guy, yeah. I would say. Um, like I said, but the defense is looking great, signed for a long time, and now if you can just get the, that front – the top six figured out you'll be in good shape, but they have a ton of cap space. They have $17 million in cap space. Still, you after signing these guys to big contracts. And wow. mind you, Jordan stalls taking up almost 10 of it, $10 million. He's like, you know, almost nine. So That's once, insane. once he's done, man, like you can go out and start spending and overpay for somebody and hopefully shore that up. Um, uh, so we'll work our way up from there. So Philly love Philly. You know why I love Philly. Why? Because Yori Loterra is on Philly, not in St. Louis. <laughs> 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 so Philadelphia Flyers coming next at 82 games last year. I read the wrong column. 39, 33, and 10 for 88 points. Uh, so they were just out of the playoff picture last year. And uh, eh, I say just, but almost 10 points, 20 yeah. points. But that's because this division was so good. Um, let's see. So last year – Oh, let see the big move. Obviously, got Ori Laterra. Playoffs done. Next preview.
0: Well, yeah, we're forgetting <laughs> one other acquisition that they got. Speaking of Blues Castaways,
1: uh, Brian but, Elliott in goal. Yeah, that's their big update. They got rid of uh, Steve Mason. Yep. So they finally let Steve Mason. He went to Winnipeg, which we'll go over later. Uh, but Philly uh, basically got a good lottery pick. They lucked out. Yes. And they got Nolan Patrick. So which caused them to kind of tra- kind of kind of turn over their roster to a degree. Um,
0: which was great for us.
1: Yes. So their defense uh, has literally no experience. They're going with a very young defense this year, which is crazy. But um, they're going to try their best. I think they're uh, twenty. I think yeah, Shane uh, Gostabier. I don't know if I said that right. He's twenty four years old and is like second in the on the on the defense wise games played. And that dude's, That's only been an to, issue. dude's only been here year, like, two years. So. Um, Kind is of this, interesting.
0: Is this Brian Elliott's last chance to be a number one? It
1: has to be. It is thirty one. I mean, I, I like him, but I think you're at the point where he signed for two years, I believe. I'll, have to look at, I'll look at the contract here, but
0: not to switch sports on you, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go to uh football and quote the uh great Denny Green. He is who we thought he was.
1: Yeah. So let's see. Uh Elliott was thirty two years old and he posted a three point eight nine goals against it and point eight eight say percentage. Uh, you know that didn't help.
0: That game seven, yeah. It, oh.
1: But yeah, but I mean, when Elliot had that, like, you know, ten he, games, he's on, he's on, man. Like, that's the thing is, like, he has the streaks. That's the problem. Like, he's really, really good, I, and then he's like has like average or below average. I
0: can't imagine.
1: And with this defense, I that's don't know. exactly
0: what I was going to say. Like, yeah. you're putting him back there with an inexperienced defense, who you got to think is going to be out of position. And the one knock on Elliot has always been. Can't His positioning.
1: Puck. Yeah, can't handle the puck either. Yeah.
0: I, he gives up weird rebounds. He doesn't get square. He can't handle the puck. There's going to be a lot of shots on him.
1: Yeah, so that's uh be interesting this year. This is a team I expect to kind of fall back due to the how young they are.
0: I don't know, man. You're the terra.
1: <laughs> I forgot, excuse me. Uh championship. Championship. But yeah, but uh the interesting thing, I should I don't have the exact quote in front of me. But basically, after they acquired your Lutera at the draft and they kind of were talking to him afterwards, it's like, yeah, we see him fitting right in on the fourth line. Fourth line. Almost $5 million.
0: Fourth line. <laughs> or our
1: bottom six or something like that. Than, but somebody said, like, well, your body, your third, they didn't tell us, too, but the article is like, the third line has always been these three guys. Like, so he's not going to go on that line. So where are you going to put him? Like, so he has to be your fourth line. Like, yeah. I know. We're ragging the order LaTerra. But, like, I I love Look, that trade. I liked
0: LaTerra. I thought he was fine here. I get the knocks on him. But this um, team
1: had, yeah. So, but it, it's a business. It's, it is what it is. But yeah, they had a lot of turnover on this team. Um, so they lost Pierre Edward Bellamar to uh, the Vegas Knights. But they also let go Michael Delzato, Mark Streit, Steve Mason, Nick Schultz, traded Braden Shen, and let go Nick Cousins they acquired That's a lot they acquired Brian Elliott Yuri Turner yeah so two former blues are with their main acquisitions and they uh, are getting with a lot of uh, young guys Travis Sanheim and Robert Hague Hag is going to be kind of like the guys coming up so they're going they're going they're going full youth movement which hey man it's got to happen eventually like of the, course. Blues, the blues have been extremely fortunate that they've always done retools unfortunately they never had the full when we had the full blown like we're going to blow this thing up yeah. We got, unfortunately, the year you didn't want the number one pick. Well, take it back. You could have had it, but you had Eric okay. Johnson. So, anyway. Uh, no, sorry. I guess I saw red for a second. Anyway. So, Eric Philly, Johnson. I think we're in rebuild mode. As much as they want to, they say retool. Well, according to this, uh, what I'm reading, I say rebuild.
0: I would say rebuild.
1: Yeah. So, we're kind of starting to get into teams that are uh, might be at the playoff push. This is another team that I think is actually taking a step back. Um, that's not a good thing for our friend uh, Dominic, but uh, New York Islanders are next here. And I just don't see them as – they didn't make too many moves. Anyway, 41, 29, and 12 for 94 points just out of the playoff picture in the uh, wild card spots this year, last year. Um, yeah, so let's see. I'm trying to find where my spot was. But, yeah, so they, they're big acquisitions here. They traded for Sam Gagner. Or Gagne. Gagne. Yeah, you going to say Gagne? I know. So I always say it. Like I forgot who I was reading said that one time, and I'm like, who was it?
0: Yeah, I,
1: I don't know if you saw the uh, my one of my favorite things to watch is those guys on the bench guys. Yeah, you know those guys are hilarious to me, and they had them on yesterday, and they're like, what to do? Walk into a new dressing room to you know to make an impression. Go over, just knock over everybody's sticks. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was great, but uh, um, so let's see. Uh Islanders, yada yada yada. So forty one, twenty nine, twelve, like I said, fifth place in the Metro. They just missed the playoffs. Key departures and kind of big ones in my opinion. Uh Travis Hamonick. Yes. Ryan Strom. Yep. Uh Miguel Grabowski, who who's pretty much hurt and just a kind of like he was traded to Vegas along with a draft pick just to get out of there. Just to get
0: out of the contract, yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh John Francis Brube, who was like their on again off again goalie. He was like their third ish goalie at the time. Uh and another guy who I don't care about. Uh Big acquisitions, Jordan Eberle, Yep, Kristers Gudlulis, that guy. Sure, that guy. He was a going for Tampa, I believe. That uh-huh. makes it so. Anyway, uh, yeah, not much going on. Um, they're going first young. Thing young. Is first, going We're, young.
0: Yeah, well, the first thing you need to talk about when you talk about the Islanders is the fact that they need to resign uh, Jonathan Tavares.
1: Yep, and uh, Doug Waite is now the head coach. So, former yep. Blue uh, connection there.
0: Um, I 100% believe that they will resign him. I don't think that Tavares wants to leave. I don't think he's going to take the hometown discount either, though.
1: Yeah, I think that. Um, I think that honestly, the arena thing is a big issue too with him. He like yes. like they're uh, Brooklyn doesn't want him anymore. No, uh, and they and they played co- a
0: game this week at the old uh, Coliseum.
1: Coliseum, right? Yeah. So it's very interesting, but the Coliseum's like, well, screw you. You know, like you want They're us.
0: building a new building, right? Uh. Uh-uh. I thought they were.
1: I don't know if they're building a new buildings. They have the proposals so far I've oh, okay. read. They've been proposals, but not kinda of like the blues whole you know, their whole new ice rink that they're trying to get right down in the uh Maryland Heights area there and apparently they don't want to kill all the bunnies. So <sighs> I know. Bad way to put it, but I'm just saying like No, hey. it's
0: it's the correct way to put it. Okay.
1: But anyway. Um so the guys that are watching there is Anthony Bolivier, Bolivier, Sure. Uh Matthew Barzal, and our buddy Josh Hosang. Uh, all it's under 20. going to be one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, Oh God. So anyway, sorry, just side tracks. So they're all under 21, which is awesome. So they're going to have a lot of good forward prospects. who we're going to try to fill in. Hosan came up and, um, uh, did fine and fine. It looked really good,
0: Yeah.
1: but you know, they kind of like, you know, I say insulate them, you know, put them on a line where put them in good situations where you're going to yep. succeed, which you need to do with young players. They have literally no cap space. They're at $72 million. Only barely have $3 million right now. Um, so I don't really don't see – I see them taking a step back while getting the young guys some playing time.
0: They're going to have to move somebody to make room for Tavares.
1: Yeah, and you still have uh, – they have Thomas Grice and Halak and Net, So they still have their normal guys. They still – unfortunately, like guys like Andrew Ladd is weighing them down. You know, this, they, you know, like with all that contract he has, they still have a couple of guys like Anders Lee and Brock Nelson I think are good guys. But who, like you said – Excuse me, the big question is, is Tavares going to stay or let go? But I, it seems like that guy's been around forever, but he's only 26. Can I you know. you believe that? It's I, like, know. I know.
0: Which is I, why I know I, Blues
1: fans are like salivating that I they think, could possibly get him.
0: I think that you see him resign.
1: I think so. I mean, but he's also – he wants to win. Supposedly, well, if you read everything that's out there, he wants to have stability and wants to win. That's one of the reasons supposedly why they put Doug Waite in charge because right. boy, he's a big – he's very uh, – close to doug weight so that's supposedly what they're doing so i don't know like this turn before the season starts i'll try to get a hold of dominic and get him uh, on to talk some islander stuff so our next big one is when we're getting to playoff teams so the new york rangers they made the playoffs last year just barely but at 48 28 and 6 for 102 points so they were a start off really well last year from what i remember and then uh Kind of was tailed off near the end. They limped in. Yeah, but they uh got to the second round. They did. So uh they they had the second longest, there's gonna be third longest, uh consecutive playoff streak right now behind Pittsburgh and Chicago, which is interesting. Wow. Uh, and they were close to the final a couple of years ago when they were faced the Kings, if you remember, they lost in five games. Yep. But I think like you said, uh the big acquisition this year is our buddy Kevin Shattenkirk. Never heard of him? Yep. And uh but I think this team and maybe we'll see what you think, goes as Henrik Lundqvist goes. Always has. Yeah.
0: I I, I think that there are two key pieces to the Rangers, um, and that is Henrik Lundqvist and Rick Nash. And I think that this is, unless the dude is going to take a pay cut, and a substantial pay cut, mm-hmm. I think this is the last year you see Rick Nash in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that being said, you know how old is Rick Nash now? Thirty-three, thirty-four. He's up
1: there. I'll, I'll... I don't
0: know if if I'm Rick Nash, if I want to uproot and start all over again with another team, I might be willing to take the pay cut just to be stable. Um, but I think you know this team goes as those two as those two players go. You got rid of Derek Stepan. Yep. Um, because you needed money to sign Kevin Shattenkirk. You know I. I think this team kind of balances out with what they gained and what they lost. Uh, I know everyone is high on Shattenkirk. We as Blues fans know the, the legitimate real when it comes to Shattenkirk. You're going to get games of brilliance and you're going to get games where he looks lost in the weeds. Yep. Uh, he is not a defensive defenseman. He is the guy that you want out there for power plays and shootouts He's not the guy you want out there when you're trying to hold on to a one-goal lead with 30 seconds left.
1: Which is what he said he wants to be, which I'll give him props for wanting to be like that. Look, if he
0: can round out his game, that's
1: fantastic. But are you, at this point in your career, are you able to
0: well, that's, change
1: who you are? That's the question now, isn't it? Are you able to keep your offensive potential and up, do your uh, defensive uh, we'll see. prowess? I,
0: and I would imagine for the, the coin that New York shelled out, they're going to want him to.
1: Yeah, so uh, key departures were Derek Stepan, Antti Ranta, who were both traded together yep. to, uh, excuse me, uh, Arizona for a high draft pick, and Anthony DiAngelo, mm-hmm. who was a uh, uh, kind of a high draft pick in 2014, 19th overall, and he already got traded twice, which is crazy. Um, but he is like he's an offensive defenseman, so they're gonna, they're trying to overhaul their defense as much as possible here. They got rid of, they bought out Dan Girardi. Uh, which was a smart move. And he got went to Tampa. But uh, they just brought in, uh, and the goaltender-wise to be their backup, which is not an interesting move, is Andre Pavlik, which is interesting. Forber Jet, yeah. Yeah, so it's interesting. And David DeHarnay, who was – uh
0: I forgot about that. He was, I forgot about that they picked him up. Yeah,
1: so – and obviously Kevin Shatnkirk. So – I think uh, their big thing is going to be their defense. If that if they can yes. round that out with uh, having kind of a turnover, having I think you're going to see Shattenkirk slide to be the number one uh, pairing with uh, Ryan McDonough. Yep. Uh, and then I think you'll see D'Angelo move into maybe the bottom pairing there, and then be on their power play. So the power play I think is going to greatly go up. Yes, with Shattenkirk because he's good at it. no doubt there, and so is D'Angelo. So they're going to have another pairing there for. Their power play, but like you said, I think is Kevin. Say it was like Kevin Nash there. You see that? So uh, combining the two, yeah. So, uh, but uh, Rick Nash, if he can, he's in a contract year. So if he's, you know, if Chris Kreider and uh, Matt Zuccarello, if yeah. they can produce, like they got good wings and but their center now they traded a big one. Derek yeah, Stepan's number man. one. Uh, yeah, dad there who is assigned now. But I mean, you, you don't have that. You. you don't have that one two punch anymore. You're hoping that JT Miller can, who I really like. But he got demoted to fourth-line duty last year. Not to year. be
0: confused with T.J. Miller.
1: Yeah, who uh, – Deadpool, right? Deadpool and yes. other stuff. Anyway, so that's the Rangers there. So we'll do a playoff thing in a second here. So next one is Columbus Blue Jackets, uh, who were 50, 24, and 8, who actually came out – Guns blazing. And we're like, man, uh-huh. this team is going to be the next coming of an awesome team. And then they fell off near the end of the year. Yep. So 108 points. Made the playoffs. Uh, they were third place in the Metro. So they had a smidgen of turnover, and they've been flirting with picking up Matt whole uh, With Ryan Murray possibly getting traded there. Who knows?
0: They've been busy this year.
1: So John Tortorella won uh, Coach of the Year.
0: Justifiably so.
1: Yep. Uh, their third place lost in the first round of the playoffs last year to the Rangers
0: yeah they um they're that team who is just bubbling under the surface for me mm-hmm. you know they've they've finally gotten to the point where they're constantly in the talk of a playoff discussion. Now they just have to learn to win yeah so um you know they also in a deal that I thought was a tremendous acquisition for them got Panarin out of Chicago.
1: Yeah, that's the big one they got this year. Um, and, uh, not too many departures either.
0: I never in a million years saw that coming. I thought Chicago was going to hold on to him as long as they could. Um, that's a great acquisition for Columbus.
1: Yeah, so key departures this year are uh, Brandon Saad, who was traded for uh, that guy that we just talked about. Uh, Scott Hartnell. Kyle, who was bought out, Kyle Quincy, Sam Gagne, William Carlson, who was picked up from for the Vegas Golden Knights. Key acquisitions, like you just talked about, are Tammy Panarin, Tyler Mott, who was also in Chicago, and Jordan Schroeder. So you're looking at this team who, for all intents and hers, is an up-and-coming team. Uh, hopefully their big draft pick from a couple years ago, Pierre-Luc Dubois makes his uh, – Blue Jacket debut this year. He's a left winger. He was, he was, believe it or not, the guy behind Matthews and line a. So it's real interesting there that, um, they're hoping this guy can make a big uh, impact. He's only 19 years old. They signed, uh, their center, Alexander Winberg to a contract. He was a restricted free agent. So he's good. They're still missing Josh Anderson who, uh, you know, who's looking for a big deal. He's a lot. La- he's one of the t- last two, um, uh, Restricted free agents left the NHL. So, uh, like, uh, Zach Wierenski was a Calder Trophy finalist out of nowhere last year. Uh, Seth Jones. Seth Jones. Is, uh, you know, anchoring the back end there, phrasing.
0: And he's, look, that dude's young and good.
1: Yep, and he was he was traded for Ryan Johansson. So, um, that's what they're kind of looking forward to replace Ryan Johansson. They don't have that center, big center right now. So, they've been trying to pick up. Uh, Matt Duchenne has been the rumors nonstop to pick him up, but uh, nothing's really happened. Uh, we'll see. Uh, Duchene doesn't really want to show up to uh, Colorado camp, so
0: no. I think you see a trade happen in the next seven ten days. There, I hope
1: so. They've been trying, but it seems like Sackick's just been holding out, and I think he's lost his leverage. He could have gotten a good deal from. I think the Islanders won him a while back, and I know you. Don't I don't think
0: there's many teams who wouldn't take him.
1: Yeah, I know the Blues wouldn't, wouldn't mind it. You know, but I don't think they have That's anything. So they don't have anything behind really. I don't they have guys, but, I mean, I don't think what they would want, though. You, They'd want, like, a Fabry and a draft pick type thing, and I don't I don't think you can do that.
0: I'd give them Yaskin draft pick. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you want Yaskin and, like, Sanford and who got hurt, by the way.
0: I, I would do that deal.
1: Yeah, but they won't. So, they also want def- young defense, and would be, really, be, like, Dunn or Wallman.
0: Give yeah, them, I'd small. give them Lindbaum. Yes. <laughs>
1: You all our spare parts that we don't want, right? right. And for your really good piece. Welcome
0: you, to the yeah. St. Louis Blues Lounge.
1: Yeah, we'll give you all the guys that can barely make the team for your best player. Right? Deal. Deal. All right. So but I think this team is good. The big question this year for this team is going to be how does Panarin do without Patrick Kane on the other side?
0: That's a big question.
1: I'm, I like Panarin, so it's one of those things where when his contract was up, I was hoping. Oh, me too. He, like it's like, hey, good friends with Tarasenko. Get him on the wing. That's and then get somebody at center to play defense. Let those two go.
0: I, um, I think that this is the year where you find out if Panarin's the real deal or if Panarin is um,
1: product of Kane.
0: Yeah, I was going to call him Jim Campbell.
1: Oh, yeah, because you know, remember
0: what the first two years Campbell was on the opposite wing of Brett Hall. Yeah, and it's real easy to look good when you are wide open because everyone is guarding Brett Hall.
1: And as soon as he got that contract, he was average to say the best. Mm-hmm.
0: And as soon as Hall was gone, he was hella average.
1: Mm-hmm. So we'll see. And Jim Campbell, we do like you. In case you are listening, I do like Soupy. Soupy's Soopie. so. my boy. But anyway, Panarin's still young at twenty-five years old, so he's, he has two years left on his contract at six million dollars. We'll see what happens. Um, you know, I think the Blue Jackets are a team that could definitely challenge for a division. I think if they, I agree. If they follow Barbara, but also they're just like the team we just talked about, as their goaltending goes, as a team goes. I think yes. Barbrowski when he was on, he did well. When he struggled, because I had him on my fantasy team, the team didn't do
0: well. And we say that he they could contend for the division when you're going against maybe two of the best teams in the, all of the NHL in yep. your division.
1: One of those teams being the Stanley Cup champions. The Pittsburgh Penguins back-to-back champions. Oh, double up. Yeah, 50-21-11 for 111 points, second in the Metro. Um, Yeah, so they won the cup again. It's uh, in the salary cap era, so that's hard to do. With two guys making a lot of money, so, I mean, it's not impossible. I mean, don't get me wrong. They have nothing... Like young talent wise, but they've found like they've gotten the like guys in the third and fourth round, like the Connor Shearys, yes. the Jake Gutzels, and stuff. That this has worked out, man. Like that's just lightning in a bottle to me. You know? I agree. So once you have that, you're usually in good shape. So, you no know, Pittsburgh uh, key departures: Mark Andre Fleury, who left uh, via the expansion draft. Yep. Chris Kunitz down to Tampa. Yep. Uh, Nick Bonino to the Predators. Matt Cullen, I believe, went to Minnesota, to my knowledge. Ron Hainsey, saw. Trevor Daly, and Mark Strait is gone as well. I don't know why they have Strait on two things because he wasn't. Okay, anyway. Uh, key acquisitions, the bat- the new backup. God help them. Anthony Niemi is their new backup. And Matt Hunwick and another key acquisition, Brian Reeves. Never heard of him. So he uh, Crosby just came out. They had a the first day camp, and he expects uh, Reeves to – create space. He'll do it. Yep. So I th- I'm kind of curious to see how he works out because if it works out for him, man, he's set for the rest of his career. You're going to be, be great. You're protecting the best player in the NHL. Yep. Um, so players to watch, I think I want to see how Jake Gutzel and uh, Connor Sheary have a full season kind of underneath their belt now. Yep. So they have a shot once again to challenge for a division, I think.
0: Yeah. Uh- Hundred percent.
1: Yeah. So I want to I I'll, think
0: you have to put them towards the top of cup, the top of cup favorites.
1: Yep. Which they are. Which uh we'll do a segue on that one real quick. So cup odds for uh they lead the way now. They were they were opening odd favorites and now they're still current favorites as of uh this Monday, which was nine eleven. They're seven to one. Right behind them is the Edmonton Oilers nine to one.
0: I think that's high for them.
1: And the Blackhawks are twelve to one.
0: I think that's high for them. You want to
1: hear the other ones high? Dallas Stars 12 to 1.
0: I think that's high. Uh,
1: Nashville Predators 14 to 1. About right. About right. Um, and believe it or not, and then the Blues are actually not even there yet. Nope. Minnesota is 18 to 1.
0: That's the one that I don't get. How Minnesota has better odds than the Blues?
1: The Blues are 28 to 1 right now. Yeah. So right now, um, here are teams that are above. They're the fifth in the Central, which is crazy. Um, but here are teams that are above them right now. I'll just do like the first five above them. San Jose Sharks twenty-five to one, Calgary Flames twenty-five to one, Boston Bruins twenty-five to one, Los Angeles Kings twenty-two to one, and the Canadians twenty to one. Some of those teams didn't make the playoffs last year.
0: Yep, I was just going to say that.
1: I, I mean, that's why. I don't yeah, get, you know, that's why I don't gamble because <sighs> I just, I just that, seeing that I'm just like, and it's not even a homer thing. That's just like if you saw a team that made it to the second round last year and then a team that didn't make any improvements or didn't do anything. Warrant anything, and then they're higher odds.
0: Yeah, i i I read those odds last week, and I just kind of stared at it for a while, and I was like, I don't. Some of these make sense. Some of these don't.
1: And the Blues—that's what they were opened after the Santa Cup Finals. ended. that, they were twenty-eight to one. Then they're twenty-eight to one now. They haven't gone up or down.
0: Yeah, I don't get how some of those teams are better odds than the Blues.
1: Yeah. So anyway, Pittsburgh we expect to do very well. So last team, the overall point. Gitter, I guess you want to call the Washington Capitals, fifty five, nineteen, and eight for hundred and eighteen points. I know how it is to be really good uh really good regular season team and not be good in the playoffs, but they don't die. Man, they uh ouch. That's all it's gotta say. Barry Trotz was getting some major heat. He was eliminated by the Penguins in the second round. They won the president's trophy. They basically lost guys. They didn't. They really did They lost Marcus Johansson to trade. Nate Schmidt to the Vegas Golden Knights. We just talked about Justin Williams going to Carolina and Chat and Kirk going to New York. New York. They only picked up Devonte Smith Pelly. And the rest of time, they just signed. They assigned guys. They just re-signed uh, Knetsov, which they needed to do, uh, and just kind of kind of shored up as much as they could. This is what another team that I expect to do very well. They re-signed Oshie to a, t- a ton, of, a ton money. of money.
0: I think they'll yeah. do fine. I think it will be them and Pittsburgh going for the division. But I don't see this team doing much different than they did last year. They they didn't do much to improve themselves. Yeah,
1: and as much as I like, uh, like I think uh, – I thought Nate Schmidt's going to be a bigger loss than they think, even though he was like a fringe guy. But he's a guy who could have filled in nicely this year when they lost like Shattenkirk and stuff. But I agree. Uh, but you, I think, well, but also you re-sign – Knetsov is, I understand because he's a lot younger – but you signed TJ Oshie until he's almost thirty six years old. Yep.
0: Here's the thing the Capitals didn't do a lot to get better. The team who finished below them, who won the Stanley Cup, did a lot to get better. And they won the cup. Yeah.
1: And I mean, they were on the anti Niemand thing, but they had to get rid of they had the other cap issues too, and luckily they talked to Marc Andre Fleury into waving, which was, you know, nice on him. Yes. And then uh, they signed Matt Murray for a long time and you know, they got Ryan Reeves to help with their issues because they were afraid of Crosby and Malk and everybody getting knocked around. Yeah, I just I,
0: I look at I look at the caps and I think it's the same old, same old.
1: Yeah, so interesting. So that's all the metro. So we'll go in order real quick. Washington, Pittsburgh, Columbus, Rangers, Islanders, Philly, Carolina, New Jersey. Where do you see these teams wrapping up? Are you going me to go first and then you can Okay, so I pretty much see I see Pittsburgh once again taking this division. Mm-hmm. I see Columbus coming in second. Okay. I see Washington coming in third. And I see the Rangers coming in fourth. Um, so those are your four playoff teams. Um, as of right now This is a tough tough one right here, but I think The Islanders will be the second wild card, barely. It's going to be tough, but I think uh, they have a good shot of being the second wild card there. After that, Philly will be just behind them. I think they're young. I think the defense is going to hurt them. Carolina's on the way up. So is New Jersey, but I think they just don't have enough there to kind of warrant – you know, moving into the playoffs yet. They're moving that direction, and then I see it's kind of the beginning of the teams kind of moving down the pike. Like, you see New Jersey, Carolina moving up, and you kind of see the Islanders, Philly, the Rangers. I think the Rangers are on that edge of, uh, do you need the rebuild, retool? Are you going to be able to do it or not? Right. But they uh, they don't really have anybody to fill in for after Lundquist, so I kind of see them slowly sliding back. Uh, So, but right now, my playoffs teams are – Pittsburgh, Columbus, Washington, Rangers for sure. I think the Islanders are going to squeak in there. And after that, Philly, Carolina, and Jersey once again are missed the playoffs.
0: Uh, I'm not too different than you. I have Pittsburgh winning the division with Washington second and Columbus third, uh, the Rangers in fourth. Um, and that's really right now where I have it cut off. I don't have uh, anyone else from the Metropolitan making the playoffs. Uh, I have um, the bottom half of this division in order being the Islanders and Philadelphia being really close to each other. I tend to give the edge to the Islanders in that case. And then I have uh, the Devils leapfrogging Carolina.
1: Okay. So, yeah. So, a little bit different there. But, like I said, I think we're pretty good on the playoff-wise. So, that's our Metro uh, division preview. So, we have ton more to go over so we're going to come back ready for the next podcast and we'll do the Atlantic so thanks for listening and we'll see you guys soon back i know yeah (laughs) we're just like and okay so i'm going to our atlantic preview really quick here atlantic there we go production value still awesome so the atlantic division had an interesting kind of turnover last year uh tampa and florida struggled tremendously last year yeah Uh, detroit is no longer a playoff team
0: Thank God that's over. Uh, and
1: they uh, they got a new big fancy arena, but that's about all they got really going Little for Little Caesars them. Arena. Little Caesars. Little Caes. C's. Little C's. Um, Montreal was uh, king of the division last year. Yep. Was, they're gonna, they had some losses. Ottawa was uh, the Eastern Conference representative last year. Oh, no, they were No, no, they were to the final. Sorry. Uh, Pittsburgh. Almost. Yeah. Almost. I, yeah. almost. Uh, excuse me. Pittsburgh won, obviously. Uh, Boston fell out uh, in the first round. Toronto made a run. Toronto was close, man. They, they had a.
0: <laughs> they had the caps on the ropes.
1: That was awesome. So, uh, oh yeah, I should have probably should made the Islanders. Buffalo. Yeah, the Buffaloes. Uh, ah, Buffalo. I did see a couple of the things from the Bills. So, so good. Oh uh, yeah, all the Bills. Bills fans. So.
0: You make the NFL worth watching. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like I
1: said, we just, I like watched a pregame to see all the bills stuff. That's, that's the only thing I look forward to the next day. I don't even look at scores. I look at dead to see what did the bills fans do this week? Are that's, they home
0: this week? Are they home tomorrow?
1: I don't know. They I'll jumped out. I, the first thing I saw was a three girls jumping through the table, uh-huh. and like eating it. <laughs> three drunk girls trying to jump through a table.
0: God, there's, I, it makes me happy to be a fan.
1: And then one guy gets Guy gets put through a flaming table. Yep, they're on the road. Ah, uh, and one guy gets through a, through a flaming table and then, he jumps up and celebrates with the guy who put him through a flaming table. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, I love it. So, anyway. I told
0: you last year, as I was driving up, I saw a dude sitting on a 10 gallon bucket, dropping a deuce, bare assed uh, on the <laughs> side of the street, just uh, waving to cars.
1: Yeah, I got to love it. So, anyway, Atlantic. So, Montreal, Ottawa, Boston, Toronto, Tampa, Florida, Detroit, Buffaloes. So, we'll work our way from the bottom up like we just did. Yep. So, we'll go with the Buffaloes. So eighty two games, obviously again in the wrong column, 33, 37, 12 for seventy eight points, uh, near the bottom of the league again. Yeah.
0: Um, well Jack he,
1: Eichel was hurt for part of the year.
0: That's there should be an asterisk by the Buffalo record, and that's the reason why.
1: Is he uh so he did not get like a big contract like Conor McDavid got?
0: No. Nope.
1: So the question so it's like was he gonna hold not hold out, but is he gonna try to see how he plays this year to get that big contract, or is he going to kind of just wait to see if he can outplay him or what. I don't know. So he he decided he did not get the big contract. Well, I
0: think he flexed his muscle and got everybody in the upper management fired.
1: Yeah, because you lost uh, Dan Bilesma there. Mm
0: -hmm. And your GM.
1: And your GM. And redid their whole thing. So I just don't see
0: this team as really going far this year. Um... Jack Eichel has to stay healthy. Um, You've got to shore up your defense, and you've got to get some other players to contribute. You know, I'm looking at you, Evander Kane. I'm looking at contract
1: year for him too. Yeah,
0: I'm looking at a couple of other players on that roster uh, who could be anyone, no one by name, but someone besides those two guys have got to step up. Uh, Obviously, the pressure's on because you see what Connor McDavid has done with Edmonton and Buffalo is a city that is loyal to their team. Um, but they want results and they're not going to give Jack Eichel a massive contract if they're not at least knocking on the door of the playoffs. And that's got to happen this year. Or I think you at the very least see Evander Kane go away. Um, And then you see a smaller deal, like a bridge deal, put in place for Eichel.
1: Yeah, so I think that it's kind of put up or shut up for him. He's kind of come off as uh, not a crybaby, but, you know, difficult. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious to see how everything turns out for him. So, uh, yeah, they are 26 overall in the NHL last year. Not good. Uh, You know, Jack Eichel is going to be the big one. They did pick up Marco Scandella from uh, Minnesota, so that would be a big uh, help. Um, but Robin Lenair was not a good, and you know, didn't, I didn't really come across as the big uh, hero that you thought they were going to get in goal there. So he has one more year at $4 million, so unless he can improve it, he'll probably be uh, uh, shipped out. Hmm. But uh, I was gonna say here. Oh yeah, they basically have a couple guys that need to come up. Zach Bogosian, you know, he's a put up or Shut up after that big trade. Uh, but they did pick a couple like first rounders here, like Casey Middlestat. We'll, we'll see how he does. Uh, Alex Nyländer was another guy in the year before, was an eighth overall. So notice a trend that they keep picking at the same spots. Top tens. Yeah. So hopefully they can uh, break that trend, but I just don't see it happening so uh detroit comes in excuse me phil housley is also the new coach in buffalo so correct so detroit red wings are next at 33 36 and 17 for 79 points so just one off of uh buffalo there Detroit finally misses the playoffs uh henrik zetterberg being hurt a lot Pavel Pavel pebble not being there anymore that'll hurt uh not hurt yeah zetterberg wasn't even there anymore so um they pretty much have and they're one of their top prospects, uh I can't even say the guy's name. Antizua, uh I don't know. But anyway, so they uh they are hurting right now. So Mike Green didn't work out. No, he did not. Uh their goaltending is horrible. Peter Morazic is not, not been great. great. And Jimmy Howard has been streaky to say the best. Well
0: he's not deucing in his pants. Yeah,
1: <laughs> correct. So um I just don't see them. Going anywhere as well. It's not much to really say about some of these teams because just like I just don't see them. It's kinda, not a strong division. Yeah, it's like I, I don't really like this, not like this division, but just not, probably my least favorite of the four. I would agree. Just not many like coming like teams that jump out at you, pretty much. No. So uh, Detroit not looking up. They got a new arena. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. Zetterberg, we'll yeah, you know, Lederberg, Zetterberg is about all they got right now. Florida is in the middle of a little upheaval here. Getting rid of Yarmulian Agar, officially. Uh, 35, 36, and 11 for 81 points. uh, Missing the playoffs once again. Uh, They got a decent core there, which is kind of funny, but they had a lot of injuries last year. Yeah,
0: they had a great goal scorer until they left him unprotected.
1: Yeah, and they had uh, uh, Martianzo, whatever, I can't say it. I'm sorry. And he probably one of the bigger pickups for the Vegas Golden Knights. Yep. Uh, but yeah, they kind of didn't do that well. So I'm kind of uh, interested to see how this team turns out. They, you know, still got Longo and Reimer and Nets. They have an okay defense, but like Jason Demare signing was not that good from a year ago. Um, yeah, it's not honestly like this division just I'm just not thrilled about. So I'm sorry. There's, only a, couple, kind of there's only a couple. There's a couple of teams I really like in this division, and that's who we're getting to next. Excuse me. Uh, Tampa Bay, who missed the playoffs amazingly at 42, 30, and 10 for 94 points. Just by one point missed uh, beating Toronto there. So Stamkos is fully healthy, signed long-term. Uh, they got rid of Ben Bishop finally. Not finally, but got rid of Ben Bishop. Went with – uh, what's his – oh, God, why am I drawing a huge blank here? But um, I see this team is finally – uh. Going places, I guess you could say. Uh, the big thing that the big they had the, probably one of the bigger trades in the uh, NHL last year, one that Blues fans kind of loathed oh, at the beginning. I wanted this guy so bad. Since supposedly that was a trade that uh, was on the table for Shattenkirk was Jonathan Drouin goes to Montreal mm-hmm. for uh, Mikhail Sergachev. Uh, so he is going to be a guy one of the top defensive prospects in all of uh, uh, the NHL. So. It's interesting to see what happens there. You know, they're trying to kind of get over that whole disappointment of not making the playoffs last year. Believe it or not, it's 25 years since they've been in the NHL this year.
0: Yeah, was about right.
1: Just crazy. Like, like just not thinking about it, you're like, Jesus Christ, really?
0: Like, it's just kind of amazing. That... All-time greatest center in Tampa Bay Lightning history. Go. Vincent LeCavier? He's second. Who did I miss? Craig Janney.
1: Ah, oh, Craig Janney. I forgot. Craig Janney. He was on Tampa Bay, wasn't he? Yep. So, uh, and they're going to be retiring in a Martin. I think they retired last year in Martin St. Louis jersey. Um, I think Lecaviers is this year, I believe. I believe so. So, uh, I see them trending up this year. I kind of thought last year was more last of a. Last year blip. was an anomaly for yeah. sure. A team that everybody's expecting to do extremely well this year is the Toronto Maple Leafs.
0: Indeed. That's the only sexy team in this whole division, to be honest.
1: Yeah. 40, 27, 15, 95 points. In the playoffs, first time in a long time, and made a game of it against Boy, the, the Washington Capitals, and pretty much had them. If it wasn't for the, they uh, took what was it almost, out of the six games, four were overtimes, yep. right? Yeah, yep. And they were, I mean, and they're just
0: they're fun to watch. Fun to watch,
1: and it's one of those things where you got Michael Nylander, you got Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, mm-hmm. um, you know they got a lot of guys that are uh, doing really well. So I kind of uh, the big kind of thing that. I – and I saw this the other day. They have an old friend who is actually on the team, but coming back on a PTO. Old friend uh, Roman Polak will be. Oh, okay. On a PTO in Toronto.
0: Speaking of PTOS, not to sidetrack you, but uh, I read—I and I forget who it was—that Scotty Upshaw has a PTO with Vancouver. That's it.
1: So uh, they got Dominic Moore to fill in that bottom kind of role. Uh, you know, Matthews won the Calder, which was. 100% deserving, deserving. so uh, I think that is going to be something that kind of a interesting dynamic this year to see if he can actually improve on what was, like, an amazing kind of year for him. So, yeah, and also their defense is,
0: uh,
1: I say, good, but, you know, I think they don't have that number good, one. Yeah, like Morgan Riley is a very good uh, defenseman. Mm-hmm. Um, but they really don't have a guy that jumps out at you like, oh man, that's that's going to be the anchor of that defense. Like yes, once they I get agree. that, they signed, they resign Connor Brown, who's another guy that they another guy that fills a role on their team. So
0: they to me,
1: which is the most generic statement. I just realized I said no.
0: That's <laughs> <fine>. <laughs> the, the Toronto Maple Leafs to me remind me of the New England Patriots in football, where their defense isn't that great, but their philosophy is if you want to score four goals, that's fine. We're going to score six.
1: Yeah, and that's pretty much what they try to do all year round. The Blues look really good against them, you know, but uh, – Right. But I think Toronto is – I think with more experience, you know, who knows what the sophomore slumps because they had a lot of rookies play last year. Yes. So they're either going to do really, really well this year or I can easily see them not making the playoffs. If things – if things if they just for sure, some reason sure. – if, if For some reason the whole – if every single one of them gets a sophomore slump somehow, right. which I don't see it happening because I see Austin Matthews being a very good uh, player – Hey, you too. So, uh, like, so Mitch Marner and William Nylander, who's somebody I really like, but, uh, so anyway, Boston Bruins, David Bax's team, 44, 31, seven, 95 points. They said they had to do a little bit of maneuvering to get underneath the cap. So they lost, uh, some guys. And then, so, uh, they basically just signed as of yesterday, David Pasternak yeah. six years, $40 million, um, and they were having problems because a lot of them pointed them to the David Backus uh, contract, which. Uh, it's
0: a big contract.
1: It's a big contract. So, like I said, like I, mine was more, but years down the line, it's going to hurt you. Oh,
0: well, don't worry. They've only got five years left of it.
1: <laughs> Ugh. Yuck. So, I, I, this is the team I see sliding back, honestly. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I, I just I, think that they have—they they have, may they, still
0: make the playoffs, but they're i do don't—I don't see them being a top three. I see them being a wild card.
1: Yeah. So I think they're going to be taking a slide backwards here. Excuse me. So let's wrap it up with the last two teams. The surprising team that almost made it through the like, entire Eastern Conference yeah. last year, Ottawa Senators, who yeah, turned figure. it turned it on at the end of last year and wound up being forty-four, twenty-eight, and ten for ninety-eight points, snuck in to the playoffs. Not snuck in, but like you didn't expect them to. No. You know they're still finished. It was like, technically finished three points ahead of Toronto, who made the wild, who made the wild card. Mm-hmm. So uh, Ottawa beat Boston in the first round. Beat, uh, really was, um, Montreal, I believe it was Montreal. It was beat a uh, Washington in the second round, and then moved on. So almost got by the Pittsburgh Penguins. No, not Washington. They be uh, yeah Montreal. Anyway, um, didn't do much once again. They tried to get rid of uh, sloppy seconds. <laughs> Tried were, to Dion They tried to do some trade in there. Um, you know, they, they're they're just kind of like one of the like they're a budget team for sure. They're we've said
0: like, this about a couple of teams, and there's only one name you really need to talk about when you're talking about the Montreal Canadiens, and that's Carey Price.
1: Well, Ottawa Senators first, then we'll go to. I'm sorry,
0: I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm thinking Senator
1: Eric Carlson. Eric Carlson. Yes, Pretty Eric much. Carlson.
0: When you when you talk about the Ottawa Senators, sorry, I got ahead of myself.
1: Uh, Craig Anderson won the Masterton Trophy, which is well deserved after his daughter, uh, not daughter, his wife went through uh, cancer treatments during the year, and he left yep. the team for half the year, he came back and played really well, and God, almost got them, almost got them to the double overtime. Yeah, man, it was off of a weird, fluky goal uh-huh. too. But uh, so Ottawa, I think will hang around there, but I see them kind of. Hanging in the playoffs, but just barely.
0: Yeah, I uh, I don't know if I see them winning the division, but I see them making the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I see them as more of the wild card, honestly. Yeah, uh, Montreal is your number one team last year, and they were six and nine for one hundred and three points. Obviously, there are two big things that happened. They lost Alexander Radulov to the Dallas Stars. Yes, after a, that's big, a big loss, big yeah, big uh, controversy there. They traded for hopefully we'll fill him with Jonathan Drewen. But traded their big prospect uh, Miguel Sergachev, and they also lost uh, Andre Markov, who yep. decided to retire slash go to the KHL. Correct. Um, basically, he didn't want to Montreal didn't want to pay him, so they basically, you know, I just don't see. And Montreal is a team that every year I look at the roster, I'm so underwhelmed. I agree. Like, and I just don't get how they win games. Carey Price. Yeah. And it's pretty much the answer. Like, I just don't see why they're that good. So I, I'm going to have an uh, interesting pick coming up. Like I said, I'm, this one to be a really short episode because we're just kind of like, eh.
0: It's not a sexy division. Honestly,
1: this I think, you know what? We're going to combine this with the other one. So it's releasing two. All right. Yeah. Because we only did like 15 minutes so far. Cause, wow. Because we really don't. Yeah, I, know, we're both, I can tell by both our looks. We're like, we kind of talked about this division. And we did this division in like five minutes when we were talking. So
0: You know, it's – and look, I mean – Toronto's an up-and-coming team. Montreal's always there. Ottawa was a surprise. Tampa's good. Tampa's going to rebound. Boston's going to slide. Florida, Florida, I don't know.
1: Detroit's going to go even
0: further to the crapper. And Buffalo's going to get a little better.
1: Yeah, so not really much. So we'll run through the – I'll do my playoff things again real quick. So I'm going to have an interesting uh, one for you here. So I am going – Tampa is your number one team this year in the division. Okay. So I think Tampa is going to make a big jump this year and play really well.
0: It could easily happen.
1: Yep. Uh, number two, I see uh, Toronto Maple Leafs doing really well. I just yep. think that there's too many dynamic players on that team for them not to do well. If one of them, I'm assuming, one of those young players is going to slump this year and not have a good I year. Agree. But there's five other ones that are pretty darn good. Yes. So that's what I mean. So if you have Nylander who slumps – as long as Matthews is doing good. If Matthews slumps, then Nylander picks up or Marner picks it up. So I think you'll be fine there. Uh, the number three team is going to be Ottawa Senators. So that's your top three for the division. And then your last team, which I think is going to see the playoffs, is going to be Boston. So that means I have the Montreal Canadiens not making the playoffs this year. Yep. I see I see. Carey Price finally breaking down. Got a huge contract in the offseason. Mm-hmm. But I just, you know, eventually you can't be all goaltending and nothing else. I just don't see I agree. I just don't see them doing well. After that, I see Florida I see Florida knocking on the door of the playoffs once again. They'll be one of those teams fighting near the end of the year, but I just see they're just a bit short. I think they haven't done much to improve, but they have a yeah. lot of good players there. Um Detroit and Buffalo, they can fight out whoever wants to be last. I don't care.
0: <laughs> um I'm not terribly different from you. Um, I have the Toronto Maple Leafs winning the division. Um, you know, you think about the fact that they were only eight points away from being number one, yeah, which is crazy. So that's four games. Yeah. Um, I have Toronto number one, I have Tampa number two, I have Ottawa number three, I have Montreal as the first wild card, and then I have Boston in order, Boston, Florida. Buffalo, Detroit, all missing the playoffs.
1: Mm, interesting. So a little bit of change up there. So that's pretty, uh, pretty interesting. So East is pretty much done here. So I think the I think it's finally coming back to where the West is kind of getting outside. I think is like half the East. I think it's really good. Like the like the uh, the the Metro betr- betr- division is so is good, stacked. I just outside of Toronto and Tampa, I'm not super impressed with anybody in the other division. No, I'm not either. And that's my thing is like with the West, you can say like. The Central, there's a lot of decent – there's a lot of good teams. And the Pacific's not terrible. The Pacific, Pacific terrible. is picked up. Like, Edmonton is no longer a joke. Yep. Arizona's San Jose's a,
0: in the mix. The, the a- Kings are going to rebound. The Ducks are there.
1: Yeah, all those teams are, like, on the conversation of, like, they've been good for a long time and they have the experience. They can turn it on. But, you know, do they have enough to get over the hump? Yep. And Edmonton's, you know, Edmonton and then uh, Arizona, yeah, they suck still.
0: Arizona and Vancouver and Vegas are your three – crap teams. And again like we'll get into those, but yeah. Look at what Arizona did this year though. Yeah. We'll get into that, but it's like that team made some moves.
1: Yeah, so it's very interesting. So uh that's all of our east preview. So we're going to get into the west. We're going to do who do you have coming out of these? So my pick at the end of the day is like it's hard to pick against the Stanley Cup champs again. It's I agree. really hard. Like it's, it every time you're like they can't do it two times in a row. It's like well, why can't they do it three? And I yeah. have um and a lot of teams have tried the like pick it up a little bit, but I don't think a lot of teams have done a ton. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think a lot of teams have gotten either a step
0: back or just stayed the course, you know? Um, I said it when we talked about the Metropolitan Division, and it's like you said. um, They're the Stanley Cup champion back-to-back, and they improved this year in Mm -hmm. the offseason. And I'm I'm to that point right now where until someone does it, I can't pick anyone except for Pittsburgh out of the East. Yeah, it's hard. They're I mean. just a top to bottom solid team.
1: Yeah, that's why that's my thing too. Is like you want to pick against them, but kind of hard to do that. So that's our East preview. We're gonna come back with, with West.